the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I am Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings investments and your retirement right here on the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's top financial radio shows. Uh, we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. And, and our model and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And it, 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 we came up with that model about, uh, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. And, and really, what we what we got was is we had a lot of feedback on, on people just loved the motto, and, and and I came up with it because we really this, this okay we we really had a uh, a savings uh, uh, a shortage of savings in the United States, a massive saving deficit. We still have it. Our savings rates have improved. They were uh, close to zero when we started this in two thousand six, and 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 since then. You know, I, I wanted to, to to come up with something that would capture what what it would take to sit there and build up wealth as simply as possible. There, there's a number of ways you can do it. One of them is is you can sit there and and uh, you know start up a company and uh, uh, and make a fortune. Another way is you can just put it away little bit by bit. Not everybody is Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, so yeah, the other way is probably a little bit better way to go. And uh, conservatively invest the money. We've been talking about the need uh, this year. You know, some big themes we've been just hitting on this year has really been the uh, the Chinese. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, the Chinese. Oh, it's not going to short the whole thing out, am I, Ryan? Uh, he has just moved something, and everything fell over here on the board. But uh, the uh, let's see, I lost my train of thought here for a second. The the, the savings rate. Yeah, we're talking about really one of the big things, a couple big things this year has really been need for higher levels of cash and also the need for uh, the need, the understanding that that the trade war with China was was a really big deal, a fundamental change in policy. For over a year now, we've been talking about that, the importance of that. Uh, Everyone else called it a trade tiff, a spat different things like that. It was going to be over pretty quickly. No problems here. Nothing to see here. Uh, and, and and we've been saying, no, no, this is really serious. And it continues to get worse. Uh, and, and now you're seeing, you know, we, we, we talked about higher levels of cash all year long. 
in, in really understanding what was happening in the world. And, you know, look, I, I'm looking at a chart here. Almost if you look at asset classes across U.S. equities, global equities, treasuries, corporates, gold, cash, uh, I mean, not cash, but uh, uh, well, real cash uh, in, in uh, emerging markets, hot yield. Almost everything across the board is down year to date, which is very unusual. It's happened at, ha- you know, it, it's probably happens about once every 50 years or so. Really unique. Uh, and, and, and this is why we talk so much about about having higher levels of short-term cash all year long in our Max Out Savings Report, which is a free report we send out. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. And you're starting to see some of the reasons we've been talking about this with this massive plunge in the stock market this week where it fell over a 1,000 points. And, and, and so, you know, this is the reason why because I think now's really been the time for caution. Tell you what, this is a live show. You can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what Oscar did. Hello, Oscar. How are you doing? Hey, pretty good. You know, I, when I called you last time, last week or whatever, I, I, I said that this rally would fail, uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion, okay? Yeah. And it did. In but my opinion, there, too, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I know it was your opinion also. <laughs> we, we agree on that. But my, my reasoning, okay, was that we we're in a, liquid, a worldwide liquidity trap. And that's why this cash thing you're talking about is important for people. But I really believe that we're in a liquidity trap all over the world. And, and 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 to me, it's going to be hitting uh, real estate. Going to be hit pretty hard because I think that the the people are holding close to the the treasuries, the short term treasuries. The long term, which is the you know the mortgage treasuries, I think they're going to be hurting. People are not going to be financed on the higher end, especially the higher end homes. And I, I because they're not the value is way way distorted anyway, so the, the worth of these houses anyway. But am I in the right trail about this liquidity trap that we're talking about? And, and the, uh, the long yeah, term look, effect? I, I think yes. if you're, you're the, the Fed's pulling fifty, was it forty billion dollars a month out of the system right now? Mm-hmm. And so, and and I, 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 really, that's what's happened is is all this liquidity from the Federal Reserve and the central banks flowed all over the world. People borrowed massive amounts of money, and now right. they're pulling the liquidity back in, and they're struggling. Uh, a, a, a couple thoughts. We're the best place in the world to be right now, as much as, as the Democrats and the mainstream media want you to think that Donald Trump is destroying the, the world. You know, the Chinese wish they were running the United States. The Europeans wish they were running the United States. Macron, of all people, wishes he was running the United States. I mean, compared to other places, uh, the uh, you know, we, we, we've got a 3.7 percent unemployment rate. Uh, and we've 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 got uh, good economic growth. Look, is it slowing? Yeah, it's slowing. But take a look what's going on in Europe. Take a look what's going on in China. Take a look what's going on in emerging markets. It's a complete disaster. So but at the same time, uh, I agree with pretty much what you're saying. I do think though that we have some high price assets, especially in real estate. Oh uh, yeah, look, yeah, and, uh, 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 no, no, very Oscar, high, and, and uh, they're not going to. Huh? Go ahead. Yeah, no. Our assets, particularly stocks, overpriced absolutely, and 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 real estate has gotten pretty expensive. Uh, yes. I, I the one thing I disagree with a lot of people. I don't think these, I I, I don't think rates. You get the the, the thirty years back down to two point eight seven per the ten years down to two point eight seven percent. That's still doable. Uh, and so I think you could see a slowdown in real estate, particularly high end, because they're cutting yes. they're cutting the deductions, but. But look, the person living in Tanglewood or River Oaks, you see those people have enough money to pay the taxes. 
the people, but the problem is in California and New York, the homes are based, the average home is basically what it costs to get you into Tanglewood in many places. That's right. And so the average person cannot afford those those taxes. And so that's going to put a damper on real estate on the East Coast and the West Coast. You're going to see a slowdown of Chinese money coming to the United States because of this. You know, we've had people call the show telling me, you know, telling us how many Chinese are moving in on their block here in town. And and that's going to slow down. So that's going to put a damper. But for Houston's a, a big place, but the Chinese are buying in mass quantity in L.A. and San Francisco and Seattle. So those are all starting to slow down. Yes, we're slowing down, but but our our economy, uh, we're moving from a financial world to the to the real world economy based on jobs, plant, equipment, and employment. And and and, and so. Our markets have been too high for a decade. They've been vastly overpriced because of the Federal Reserve. That's coming to an end. And so, yes, you are seeing liquidity problems. Uh, and, and by the way, what a, a liquidity trap, uh, the biggest liquidity trap out there on the planet is the U.S. stock market because once those stock buybacks uh, come in with all the, the, the technical trading, all the AI, artificial intelligence trading, quant trading, and everything else going on. These guys are all going in the same direction. There's no one on the other sides of these trades. And that's why this market's dropping at 500 points a day. The, the, buyers, the buyers are not there because there's no money. There's no money for them to come in, even at these lower, supposedly lower prices of the stock. Well, there's money there, but the problem is they're all going in the same direction. They're all thinking exactly like, and there's nobody. In the past, you had a much more dynamic, diversified stock market. The market's in fewer and fewer hands managing it. They're all using, using exactly the same trading programs, and it's called, and that's and that, separate from the liquidity issues on the global economy, there's the, I think the big story in liquidity, and we've pounded the table on this in the Max Out Savings Show, in the Max Out Savings Report, is there's going to be a liquidity crisis in the stock market, and we're heading that way pretty quickly. Thank you, Ted. Thanks, Real Oscar. good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, 713-339-1070. Let's take a call from Bill. Hello, Bill. How are you doing? I'm fine, Ted. You. Say, uh, this week I saw him talking about the death costs again, and Friday the... Uh, uh, 50-day on the S&P 500 uh, broke below the 200. Now, what significance is this, and how reliable of a predictor is it? Yeah, it, I tell you, it's a it's a pretty big predictor. But but the bigger problem is is out there that I see is is that the uh, that we have the uh, that that everybody's in ETFs right now, and so if I'm owning. Uh, a company like Exxon or something, I'm I'm more willing to ride things out when when there's a crisis. When things start slowing down, if I'm in a bunch of ETFs, I don't know what to do. So all I can do is go back to technicals. Look, the technicals really aren't that good right now at all. I mean, it, we're, we're we're breaking down on that. It's really big negative. We've broken under the the 50s going under the 200, and I'm trying to pull that chart up here. And but uh, the it. It's a big negative. I, there's just no other way around it. It's a big negative. It's also a negative that we've broken the the 200-day moving average, and we went up to it and then fell again on that. It, it, and so all of these things are really weighing pretty heavily on the stock market. So is it, am I stretching this when I say it's safe to, shall we say, presume that the high for this cycle uh, has uh, been reached and we're perhaps... Yeah. Yes, look. Fair market. Yeah, I think so. I, I, that's how I view it. Uh, you know, looking at at some of these charts in, um, 
I've got some of them here, and I and, and I, I have some of them I, I didn't get in here, uh, but I'm trying to pull that one up. But I, 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 particularly on the weekly on the S&P 500, it, it's really broken down. It, it's broken underneath the, the 50 week, which was a huge negative, which we talked about on the show a, a couple weeks back. It, and we're continuing to see 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 problems with that with the whole market and and, and so yeah i i think that's the case we're underneath the 200 day moving average it got up near it and then fell apart again uh this last week uh on on monday when it kind of touched up near it on a couple of the indexes and it just completely fell apart and and so what i'm seeing is is just not a good situation at all in, in the markets and and it, once it broke the 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 fifty week moving average, which was a real warning sign, and it and it never broke that bill up until uh, throughout uh, the end of two thousand sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and, and then all of a sudden it's broken underneath it. I think you're probably looking at a, the fifty percent retracement of the whole move up, and at a minimum you're going to go back to the to the February lows. I think it's very difficult for this market to break to new highs. To me, it looks like it's broken down. Uh, it, including breaking down trend lines that go back to 2009. Those are big long-term trend lines, and it's broken down underneath them. Okay, Ted. Well, hey, thank you very much, and keep up the good work. Okay, thanks. Oh, and by the way, that doesn't mean the market's going to crash next week, although it could, uh, but that just means that it's just going to be really difficult to get up to those new highs, and it is going to be working lower uh, over the next year or so. So, in other words, a safer move would be to short the rallies as opposed to buying the dips. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, here's this is a tough thing right now. It's real hard for a market to go down a couple weeks before Christmas. It, it typically, if this was January and we're in this right now, I would say, look, you bet this thing is going a lot lower immediately. I think it could go a lot. It could go lower to next week. I think you could see it try to get down to the. I have a couple numbers here. Uh, let me see here. The uh, looking at the uh, at the S and P, you're looking at right now. We're about twenty six thirty eight. I think it could easily go to twenty six oh six, and then and then the February lows is twenty five fifty, which is the most likely thing. I think it maybe stabilizes there, but I think you just got to be super cautious in this market, and I think it is ultimately going lower. Uh, but as problems creep up, uh, the economy is reasonably good right now, although it is slowing. But but the, but the market is in trouble for a number of things we're going to be talking about after this uh, quick break right here in the Max Out Savings Show. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, sir. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? 
At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. The Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, to, to go hit on it, what uh, we just had one caller talk about was the 50. This is another example. The, the, the market went through the 50. Uh, the, the 50 went across underneath the 200, which is kind of like a death cross, but that instantly triggered more selling in the market. Uh, when, when it happened here, the, uh, I'm trying to see what it happened here on uh, today. It, it, and so more people in these ETFs and these different trading funds are all kicking off more sales. And this is why you get the 500 point down. And this is why we've been talking so much about the importance of cash in in, 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 in this market because it's been it is so highly valued. And keep in mind, as the economy starts slowing, as we have problems with China, all these are putting pressure on corporate earnings. We have inflation, higher wages, pressure on corporate earnings, higher logistics costs, pressure on corporate earnings. So these earnings are probably nearer to a high than they are, and they could start slowing down. So, you know, you've got a very expensive market in overvalued assets, uh, a trade war, uh, a little bit of slowing economy in, in, in a Democratic Congress that is hell-bent to try to take out the president next year. And that's a toxic combination for the stock market. And so tell you what, let's take a call to Randy from 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Saving Show. Hey, Randy. That's it. How are you? Good. Thank you. Yourself? Good. Uh, Ted, I was looking at at, uh, moving averages going up and down, crossing each other and things like that, but uh, I've never been able to resolve much with it. What I've been looking at is is charts of the the Dow 500 and the NASDAQ, and it looked like we peaked out about six months ago. Since then, we've had lower highs and lower lows, so if you draw a line, through the through the lower highs and the lower lows, you got a channel or a downtrend, you know, and and I don't see any end to that right now. Now, I have 
I mean, you can rationalize all you want to, trade with China, interest rates rising, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just telling you that, that that's a, it's a pretty good picture to me of what's going on now. Uh, there's other charts you can look at that uh, say bond prices, and uh, it looks like bond prices have bottomed out and they're coming back up. So I'm, 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 I'm in buying bonds in the, in the 2019, 2020s, 21s, and things like that, yeah. out two or three years, and I'm getting about a four four percent, four and a half percent yield on some of these bonds like Goldman Sachs and some things like that. I think they're, I don't think they're going to default on me in two months. Now, if I look through 20 or 30 stock charts on my screen, I don't see anything to buy, but some of these bonds look like they could be pretty good on a short-term basis. Yeah, look, uh, a couple thoughts there. I mean, I, I think what you're, you're bringing up there, Randy, is, is uh, you know, our, our previous caller talked about the 50-day. It, it almost doesn't make any difference what you're looking at in this market on, you know, the technicals or whatever. It just looks bad. And and, and that's the problem we're really running into here. And, uh, yeah, I think it's it's tough going for the market. Uh, the bond market, we're looking at some bonds in here uh there's a lot of pressure on the corporate bond sector. Uh, if you listen to what uh, Fed Chairman Powell talked about, he kind of went through around the world where we see really potential for real crisis or over, you know, over leverage. As an example, in '07, we we said, look, the investment banks we felt one was going to fail. We looked at their debt levels and, they, and it was out of control, and their balance sheets were out of control, and there was going to be a run on that. And we called that. Uh, so the, the Fed is trying to do that now because they just completely missed it. And so they're trying to figure out – and he went through it. And the one thing he kind of stopped on was really corporate debt. I, you know, He sort of said most areas, the banking system's in good shape. We think we've really cleaned it up, reduced levels of risk. Uh, increased loan loss reserves. He, the consumer has some debt, but it, it you know the the, the economy is good. Uh, but the one thing he really hesitated on was corporate debt, and 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 it, there's about fifty two percent of the total investment grade debt is now triple B, which is just above junk, which means we have too many CFOs comp that are just running their balance sheets way too hard to to to, to either use the money to buy back stock. Or to try to boost up return on equity in, 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 at the company, and they're aggressively taking on debt. That's a problem for corporate America. So I think we're going to see some selling. I was looking at the the the, 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 the bonds rallied in the last week with this with the, with the fall off in interest rates on the corporate side. The high yields did not. And and what I think is happening is is I think there's a little bit more buying now. I still think there's another leg. We're going to be buying corporates next year, I think, as, as people get a little more spooked on the economy in corporate America. Uh, I think that's going to give us an opportunity. But if you can get 4% short-term right now, that's not a bad place to be. And so, yeah, I would go with the strategy. Yeah, well, the, the, well the, these high-yield junk bonds are tied to stocks a lot. But what's kind of annoying about the whole thing is that, yeah, if you drill down into these balance sheets and income statements, the, and you look for companies, like you said, that have a low debt, and uh, they, they look pretty good in the earnings, you know, year over year, quarter over quarter, look good, dividends are increasing. But they are just killing these stocks. You, I don't know. You just can't buy them. Uh, look, I, I think it goes back to what we've been talking about. If you're concerned about the economy slowing next year, you're going to sell the market. If you're concerned about China, 
you're going to sell the market. If you're concerned about the Democrats are getting control of the House, and uh, what's her name, Maxine Waters is going to be chairman of financial services. Mad, man, man. Yeah, you're going to sell the market. I mean, if you're concerned about what's happening in Europe, you're going to sell the market. If you're concerned about rising wages, logistics costs, put pressure in corporate energy, you're going to sell the market. If you're concerned about the debt levels of corporate America, you're going to, I mean, and then, oh, if you're concerned about the te- you start looking through the charts of the market, as you've talked about in a, in a number of other callers, it looks like a, a disaster or you're going to sell the market. Tell me why you're buying the market. Well, I don't see any reason to. That's what I'm saying. It looks like yeah. the whole, the, all, all the indexes are in, in a downtrend. Their channels are, are negatively sloped, so there's no reason to buy right now. I don't know when that's going to end. You'll, you'll just see it when you see it. But to, you know, to, to try to say, well, why is it doing it or not? Well, there's lots of reasons. You just enumerated a number, a number of them. And I think that we're, we're the best place in the world. You know, like I said, Europe, China, everywhere else it is, is a disaster. How long can we hang on? Yeah, uh, keep in mind there was an old saying in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, even, the United States is a locomotive that pulls the world out of a recession. And and and, and I think, uh, you know, I, I think our economy is much stronger. Look, I, I did some work, in, and I want to say about, it's about one and three quarters to two percent of our GDP growth over the last decade has gone. If you start running, what is a three hundred, three hundred fifty billion dollar trade deficit with China? It works out to be one in, uh, you know, close to two percent GDP growth lost to the United States of America. So, so you know, there, uh, you you start putting a clamps down on China, it could help us out. Uh, you start lowering our tax rates, it could help us out. That there is some positives out there, but you know. It, 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 it's a tough one. Now, now, look, we look at valuations and, and uh, and you know, we'll sit there and make some moves in here. We have a ton of cash for our clients, but, but you know, we got to be pretty prudent here. And, and I think the other thing to understand, too, too, is I don't want people to just flat out panic because, again, it's real hard to sell a market down going into Christmas. It, but uh, but the technicals look bad, and eventually we're going to get a little oversold in here, but, but I, I, I think it really gets tough. I don't think I'm going to get much of a Santa Claus rally, but I think President Trump has got the right idea here with this uh, situation in China, and they're putting the hammer on the China. They're, they're, they're talking about maybe long-term, 5, 10, 20 years or something, that they want to be the world's largest economy. Do you want the communists running the world's economy? Yeah, no, that's a good look. Randy, they're not talking about it. They have a plan. They, you know, this is what people don't understand. They actually have a plan they put out there. You know, it, it, it's the old Chinese saying, you know, what, what, what is it? Uh, you know, go if you're going to sail across the sea, uh, you know, to meet your opponent, just do it in the open. I mean, it, it, it's something along. I've kind of butchered a little bit. But, you know, it's like don't try to hide it, but just pretend like it's no big deal and just move it forward. And, and no, they have they have a written plan. I don't, well, I, that's, well, that's, that's what I'm afraid of. The, the Democrats retaining, uh, 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 getting control of the of the government again. You know, and they might start cutting China a bunch of slack when uh, we're when, uh, when we're starting to put the hammer on them. Now, now, the good news is is most of the Democrats there's heavily union, and they're pretty fed up with China too. I, I, I think one of the thing when Donald Trump put those tariffs on, it, it, I think it was a true Spudnik moment. In the first one we've had since Budnick, where the tariffs forced everybody since he did it to look at China. Nobody really wanted to look at China. And when they did, it was sort of like, oh, my gosh. And then I think a lot of P- 
people in the establishment and higher up in government have been very concerned about China. And I tell you what, uh, corporate America has really gone after, has really, uh, by the way, thanks for the call, Randy. I'm going to expand upon this just real quick. Uh, The uh, corporate America has really gone after uh, to protect China and and, and they've been lobbying led by Goldman Sachs and, and, and really lobbying the president, lobbying Congress to sit there and back off on China. But a lot of people in the military in, China, in the United States, in an upper establishment, have really been concerned about China. And, and, uh, and what was it? Joint Chiefs of Staff Dunford came out uh, to yesterday in, uh, or, or Thursday and basically said, uh, talking about uh, – about China, and, and he says, uh, we're the good guys, and it's inexplicable to me that we make would make compromises in order to advance our business interests in China, where we know the freedoms are restrained and where we know that the Chinese will take the intellectual property from the companies. And, and I heard some other comments on this. Corporate America needs to understand that the interests of the United States of America supersede the interest in their profits. And, and the, the, the national security of the United States of America is more important than corporate profits. This is why you saw that Huawei executive, the CFO of Huawei, arrested in China. They're sending a message. Dunford also made some comments about, uh, about Google in, uh, the, uh, and he makes some comments of uh, where where is it right here, uh, and this goes back to I thought a high, today's cyber and, and censorship infrastructure is the envy of the authoritarian regimes around the world. China is now exploring both its technology and its cyber sovereignty doctrine and exporting its technology and cyber sovereignty doctrine to places like Venezuela, Ethiopia, and Pakistan, and. And uh, actually, that was Warner made those comments in in the uh, Dunford made some comments about Google that the fact that they actually pulled out of the uh, the the, they they pulled out of some defense contract projects. But at the same time, they're trying to they're working with China on a on a uh, censored Internet engine. And, and so what what we need, to, the message is that is going out. And this is another reason for the problems in the stock market is the message that's going out this week from Dunford, from the arrest of the Huawei executive is, look, the national security of the United States takes precedent over corporate profits. And so these executives that have been busily trying to boost corporate profits for the next quarter by cutting deals with the Chinese at the expense of the United States security are going to be in trouble. And so it puts China in a real box. Quite frankly, if they if, if they go over and arrest, uh, you know, the head of uh, of uh Google or Microsoft or any of them, when they go to China, it, it actually helps out the United States because then, then the rest of these executives get some message. And this, again, is another issue uh, where we're starting to understand that this is not good for corporate profits. The anything goes, you can trade away all your technology and everything to hit the profit numbers at the expense of the United States is coming to an end. These are these are big developments. This market fell down. This market fell a thousand points on the arrest of the Huawei executive uh 
in Canada that they're going to try to expedite to the United States. She's the daughter of the founder of the company. Huawei is very closely tied into the Chinese military. And, and the United States is forbidding the, the telecom companies here or pressuring them not to buy Huawei products because they're worried they could be used to sabotage the United States infrastructure in, in an event of a war. And so this is a really big deal. Uh, and the message is going out, and this is another reason why you saw thought, saw this this big drop in, uh, in in the market this week. A lot of things are happening around the. I mean, it, a lot of things we've been talking about this. It's all kind of coming together. And uh, so, look, some of the areas there are sectors that look good. The short term treasury market and corporate bond market, depending on the corporate bonds. I I, I prefer the treasuries right now. I think there's more problems in corporate bonds. Uh, short-term municipal bonds. Precious metals is going to move up. The dollar, one of the things we want to watch is is the dollar, is, is what's going to happen there. I think when the dollar starts going down, it's probably going to be the move that the market's going to start going. The, the dollar has done pretty well. It's hanging in there. And, and one of the things is they'd like to push the dollar down, but here's the problem. You know, what are the alternatives? China? No. Europe? Europe is a bad... Macron, there are... Hundreds of thousands of people. Pro- there probably be a million people protesting against Macron this weekend, but they've locked down the capital. They're running around with uh, armored personnel carriers, arresting people, throwing tear gas all over the place. And 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 and, and the populace wants Macron gone. He was going to run get diesel prices to seven dollars a gallon to save the, the planet over there. Ch- France now has the highest tax population on the planet of a developed country is France. And so the people are tired of being put down, beaten down for these global warming uh, programs, for these immigrant programs and all types of other things. The money comes out of their pocket. They can't make a living. And then the, the, the establishment at the top is sitting there doing goody two shoes projects to save the planet and everything else with, with, with people working people's money and they can't afford it. And this is why you have the problems in France. In Italy, there's massive problems. They're rebelling against the EU. And in Britain, they want to break away from the EU. They're trying to kind of sabotage the Brexit now. Prime Minister May, I don't think it's going to work. So you got Brexit is in trouble. England, France, Italy. The EU is very close to breaking up. You want to own the euro? No. The United States, again, is a pretty good place to be. And Donald Trump has made all the right moves. Now, has he been... Has he been pretty smooth about it? Has he done it? He's it's he's kind of alienated and upset a lot of people in doing it. You know, he's kind of like a bull in a china shop. But at least he's straightening things up. And we're not a bad place to be. We've got to set the United States on a path for growth for the next 40, 50 years so we can be our democratic constitutional order could be the, the light of the world. And instead, people are looking at communism and socialism. That is a mistake. Tell you what, we'll be right back in a quick break. We're going to talk some more about this. But if you haven't gone to our website, go to maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for that free newsletter. If, if you want, I'll be happy to sit down with you and go over your retirement at the same time. So any, anyway, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. We'll be right back after this quick break. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings and investments. It, look, if you haven't gotten the free Max Out Savings Report, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can also sign up for an appointment. I'll sit down with you, go over your uh, financial situation, see how you're set for retirement, and uh, and see if we can we show you kind of our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. We do a lot of risk analysis. We're real, we've done this for, for a long time, and we're really comfortable in these types of markets. Uh, you know, I rode through even back to 87. I think it was the only person, myself and my partner, probably in the whole city of Houston that actually thought the market would crash in 87. We had some really good mentors that we, we listened to and learned from. And and so if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. I, I think I think we are coming into much tougher times. And, and so I think we can help you out, this maxoutsavings.com. Uh, our most recent Max Out Savings report, which you can sign up for at the website, but uh, we we talk a lot about corporate debt con- concerns and and really uh, uh, about what's happening in the world. Uh, we bring up General Electric as kind of the poster boy for for companies loading up on debt, buying back stock. And we we talk about that they spent forty five billion dollars in six years. In t- two thousand sixteen, they spent twenty five billion dollars buying stock at thirty dollars a share. The company has over a hundred billion dollars worth of debt right now. They're desperate for money. They just dumped part of their, I think, a quarter of their Baker Hughes GE stock because they're desperate to raise cash. The stock has plunged to seven dollars, new lows, and and they're in financial trouble. This is hubris of taking on debt. 
uh, buying back stock, not investing in new plant and equipment and developing your business. And this is what happens when you spend all your time looking for cost cuts in ways to buy back stock. And, and, and I think a lot of companies in the way are almost little miniature GEs. They're not, not where they're going to be like GE like this, but you're going to look back in a year or two and, and think, what were these people doing buying these massive amounts of stock back at the very top of the stock market? And, and so we write about that in the in the report. Uh, but but the corporate debt, I mean, just on so many levels, uh, you know, I'm looking actually on a, there's a Wall Street Journal uh, little piece on it, and, and you can see how investment-grade bonds have just skyrocketed, much more so than than high-yield bonds, it, 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 which is it's good. You go, hey, Ted, this is great. This is investment-grade. But what sort of happened is is everybody's piled in at the triple B, which is just at investment-grade. So if they hit any potholes in the road, they're going to go to junk bond status of their companies, and it causes a lot of problems. So a lot of scrambling. A couple areas we would avoid in the fixed income, high yield. Uh, we would avoid... Uh, also, we would be avoiding uh, the uh, leverage loan market. I think the leverage loan market is probably a bigger problem than people realize, maybe even the, than the investment grade. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I would put the high yield and leverage loan thing in really super avoid and just be careful with the investment grade. I think you'll get a better chance in investment grade next year. Ryan, are, are we boring you over there? Oh, okay, okay, good. Just being sure, yeah. <laughs> Ah, so, uh, by the way, if you have any questions or comments, we're having fun here. 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, you can talk about these and other issues. Uh, so so I, I think these are some of the things we kind of look at. Tell you what, we've got a call from Tom coming in. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you, Ted? Great. You had a question for us. Yeah, I did. I wanted to follow up on your comments on the on the bond ratings. You know, the corporate bonds actually yeah. did read that in your last report. Uh, I thought that was really insightful about the move to triple the B bonds and hadn't really considered the, you know, the overall market like that. But anyway, I had a couple questions to follow up on that. Mm-hmm. One is in your in your report you talked, I guess, more specifically about bond ETFs, and I was wondering, is there a differentiation, uh, say, between the bond ETFs and just a regular open end bond fund? Yeah, that, that's a good point. There really isn't. The reason I kind of uh, – I think an open-ended bond fund might be a little better here because these guys can kind of maneuver. And when things get bad, you want the ability to maneuver. You don't just want to be an index per se. Uh, but the reason, time we brought up the the bond ETFs is because a lot of people, if if they want to sell their, their, their ETF, bond ETF – they, they, you know, they basically hit a couple buttons on the computer and it's sold. I mean, we we can liquidate, uh, you know, out a, a a big chunk, you know, millions of dollars in a matter of of of, of a minute or two if we want to, in uh, or less. Uh, but a bond, we've got to pick the phone up and call our trading desk and say, hey, I've got this bond. Now we can do some electronic trading on that, but if we go to any size at all, we got to pick the phone up and go to the desk, and and and, and so it's it's a more it's a more nuanced process. Uh, 
and, and we might call up and go, well, you know, I don't know. We're not going to take it at that level. We'll just, you know, we're going to give it to you at this price. And we go, well, it's worth this much more. And then go, well, the market's fall. And then we might might not sell it, Tom. But the problem we run into is on the ETF, they just start dumping these ETFs. So I'm just hitting the button on the computer. Well, the problem is those bonds have got to be sold into the open market. And someone has to take those bonds, which means you got to call people up. And that's where once these inventories get overloaded on these trading desks and they're pretty thin right now that the market's going to drop to give you an example on the GE bonds we've been monitoring GE bonds that you'd see uh, on, on on TD's trading desk you would see uh, that the kind of the height of it you'd see they would offer to sell you the bond at 85 cents and maybe they would be buying the bond at 78 cents that's a seven point spread and what that's telling you is nobody yeah. wants these bonds and there's really no inventory anywhere then that's real unusual, uh, by the way. Yeah, so the open-end bond funds, could people do the same thing there, just kind of hit the button on their computer and be dumping it? Or, or yeah, is, they, there a little bit, is it a little bit safer to be in the open-end fund versus the ETF? I think it's a little safer in the fact that that you hope those guys are able to navigate and go, look, we're going to move all our bonds to short-term bonds, so if this happens, we're not going to get hit too hard. Whereas the guys in the ETF, they're kind of stuck with the basket. And that's where the danger is, because the liquidity is going to vanish underneath the bonds in in the uh, in the ETF basket. Does okay. that make and that's sense? actually a good lead in. Good lead into my second question, which was again the the risk of these triple B bonds. Uh, is that mitigated by staying short term? Of course, you've been you've been saying that for a while, and I've actually agree with that and intend to be pretty much in short term. But I'm thinking that. Some of that risk of everybody being in triple B with the short-term duration, you know, you're going to churn, and and uh, I was thinking that the risk would be a little bit less being in short-term. Yeah, no, I think it is. It really is. And with the flat yield curve, you're really not getting any you're, – you're not being penalized that much at all for being shorter term now, so it's not a bad place to be. Look, if, if if this market does get real messy and there's big, I don't mind taking a risk on them. But but what we what we saw about a month or two back when we started looking for some more bonds is we noticed we weren't getting paid. We we're getting like three and a half percent or something for for the bonds, and I'm like, I can go get two point eight percent or <laughs> not, not two point. I, I we could get two point four two point seven percent for for treasuries and or I can get 3.8 maybe 1% more why would I take a risk in corporates with now if I if they're going to give me 5 or 6% and and I can get 2. Point, uh you know maybe a 2.7 on the other side maybe out for 3 points I'll do it but but the the problem is 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 the corporate bond has been up until recently been way too richly priced in in in, in at more at risk keep in mind Tom, in the past, in the in, in in even in 2007, the rates were much higher, and and so the corporate bonds were maybe at five percent. So even if they went down some, there wasn't a huge hit. Whereas this time they they're closer to three or four, and that's where you got to be a little more cautious. Okay. Well, so thanks so much for the input. Yeah. So to to answer your question, if you, for for the nearer term, shorter term corporate bonds, if you want to be in corporate bonds, if the market gets messy later this year or next year, then you move out long term to take advantage of the illiquidity in the markets. But I don't think we're there yet. Okay. Well, thank you. Okay. Thanks, Good Tom. Day. Good questions. Wow. We you know we got really really top notch listeners. Seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, something I came across. Um, the we, we talk a lot about Social Security, and uh, we don't talk a lot, but we mention it from time to time. And 
And, and one of my thoughts on Social Security is, well, in retirement planning, I'm never concerned about how the clients are going to do this year, next year, two years, or even three years from now. The problems in plans tend to happen 10 to 15 years in the future. And, and, and so you really want to always try to skew your your operations to, to or your investment uh, financial planning in retirement for the possibility inflation takes out the income in the future or that you somehow run out of money. So you want to back in load as much of the income as possible. Uh, and, and one way you can do that is, is by delaying your, uh, your, uh, re- by delaying your social security. Every year you delay your social security, it's by 8%. It increases by 8%, which is a pretty good deal. And, and so, uh, the average person, I've seen some statistics that one of one of the uh, married couple to live to be 92 is about, I want to say, 25 percent. I've seen some numbers at 87 percent, at 88 or uh, 89, it's like 50 percent or more. And so you, you're talking, if it goes to 90 from 65, you're talking 25 years, a long time. And so inflation can eat that up. One way you can do this is is for people that are, that are married, particularly with a younger spouse, uh, or one spouse makes a lot more money than the other spouse, <clears throat> it's better for the for the spouse, the high-income earner spouse, to delay Social Security as, as long as possible. Because if something happens to the high-income earner, then the, in the you know their pensions or their Social Security would be cut back. But by delaying that, the spousal benefit is much bigger. So if you have a basically one income earner family, you're better off holding off on Social Security as long as possible because it's going to boost up the, the the survivor benefit for your husband or wife, and that's going to give you a better opportunity in the future. Again, you always want to plan if you can make little adjustments that could pay off big in the future. Those are the easy ones to make. And, and the interesting thing is those are the ones I find that people don't make. It's easy to make the adjustments that change things in the future. If you can do it now, because your your cost is tends to be very small now, versus a much higher cost in the future. It's almost like saving. It's if you save ten percent plus the company match, you're going to have enough money at retirement where it gets much more difficult trying to save it near the end. And and so little things like that make a difference. So if you're a, a one a one income earner, one has a bigger income than the other, or one spouse is much younger than the other, hold off the Social Security as long as possible. Because if anything happens, God forbid, you get a bigger spousal benefit. Little uh, different ideas, but again, plan. Don't plan for next year or the year, but plan for 10 years in the future. That's really where you want to be. Retirement is a long-term process. It's a it's a 20, 25, 30-year process. And, and so you understand that and kind of plan for it. It makes a difference. Uh, tell you what, coming in the end of the show, if you got a quick question, 713-339-1070, give us a call. We'll try to get your questions answered. Try to uh, just, you know, looking here, uh, I want to kind of build upon a little bit what we talked about earlier. Uh, I don't know why I'm having so much trouble pulling all my charts up today. I keep these on my, de- uh, they're in front of me, but sometimes the pile builds up a little bit and, uh, look, the stock market, uh, the S&P this week was down 4.6%. 4. I mean, this was not a good week at all. I mean, there's just no other way around it. 
and it really it, it, it broke down near the lows. Uh, it it broke down. We had some clients talking about it. It broke down the fifty went under the two hundred day. The uh, it, it basically rebounded off the 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 the, the two hundred day. Uh, it's just on on so many levels, lower lows, lower high. It's just one thing after another. It's not looking good. Uh, and this is why we've talked for so long about having a defensive plan in place. You want to have higher levels of cash, without a doubt, in this market. Uh, you want shorter-term bonds. Right now, the the one of the big things that happened this week is the, is the three-year treasuries are actually paying more than the five-year treasuries. So by staying short-term in you know uh, two, three-year bonds, you're getting pr- about the same as five-year bonds, which isn't a bad place to be in the time of uncertainty. And you can also move them around. I kind of prefer government bonds a little bit because if you decide to shift out longer term, there's not much the the the, the spreads are much tighter to sell them, and, and and so they're also materially safer. But clearly, the market was shook up. The market was very shook up about the the breakdowns. Technically, it triggered a lot of selling by ETFs and managers and in in uh, uh, artificial intelligence funds, quant funds, uh, and everybody's doing the same thing. Also, the the idea that 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 we arrested or the Canadians invest, arrested the CFO of Huawei, one of the Chinese major technology companies controlled by the military, uh, that really shook up people. And it, it was basically a cannon shot across corporate America that we're going to, the United States is going to protect their interests. So anyway, a lot of things. Be cautious in here. Uh, if you're not signed up for our free Max Out Savings Report or if you need some help managing your IRA rollover, I'll be happy to help you at Max Out Savings Advisors. Uh, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, uh, request an appointment. I'd be real thrilled to meet you, or at least sign up for that free newsletter. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Remember our motto and philosophy, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. We'll see you next week. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.